Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. grateful tonight. We thank you for making way for us to be here tonight. Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence. We ask that you take control of this service. Teach us, minister to our hearts, and make us wise. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands together for the Lord, and you may be seated. Tonight, um, I want to continue with a message that I started sharing with you a couple of months or a month, two months ago, and we put a break to it, and I am trying to finish this message because there are some other things that we need to hear before the year ends. So tonight, I, um, I want to share with you, I want to continue sharing with you about Alos. About Alos. Amen. How many of you have been here since we, were, we began talking about Alos? Some of you have been here. Wonderful. So we, um, we were talking about Alos. Alos is a Greek word that means another of the same kind. Another of the same kind. Alos, another of the same kind. And we said so many things about this word and we are looking in the scriptures to understand how important it is for us that we learn to copy. Hallelujah. It is how God is teaching us to increase by copying, amen. amen, by copying. And we are looking at the scriptures and we are learning that copying is a good thing. The only place where we have realized it's not good to copy is when you are in an examination room. That you stretch your neck to copy from someone. So let us read some of our scriptures that we've been reading and then we can continue with the message. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 11. Genesis chapter 1. And verse 11. Amen. Amen. How many of you like to hear about Alos? You see, I'm not only a pastor who talks about hell, but I also talk about Alos. Amen. Do you understand? So don't call me a hell preaching pastor. Today also he's going to tell us about hell. And who is going to hell. But we will not stop talking about I'm not done talking to you about hell. Amen. You need to hear it. But Genesis chapter 1 and verse 11, the scripture says, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruits after his kind, after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. He says that the Lord God, he says, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seeds. So when God made these plants, grass, herbs, and things of this nature, he put seeds in them. And he says, let the herb bring forth, or let them yield seeds. And the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, of the same kind. This is where Alos comes in whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. The next verse, it says, verse 12, And the earth brought forth grass and herb, yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God saw that it was good. That these things bringing forth after their kind, 
is good. Reproducing after your kind, the Bible says, God said, it is good. Hallelujah. The next verse, verse 13, he says, and the evening and the morning were the third day. Now verse 21, go to verse 21, verse 21. Verse 21. It says, And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind. Again, after their kind. And every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that again, it was good. It was good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God saw that it was good. Then verse 22, it says, And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. God did not continue producing more whales, and now creating more fishes, and all other things. But it says, Be fruitful and multiply. Multiply, bring forth after your kind. I have placed something in you, that makes you copy. That makes you produce the same after your kind. So bring forth, multiply. And let the fowl multiply in the earth. Let the all the, uh, the you see, and fill the waters in the seas. Hallelujah. The next verse, verse 23, it says, And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Verse 24. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind. Again. After his kind. Cattle and creeping thing and beasts of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind, the cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after their kind or after his kind. And God saw that it was good. God saw that producing after the kind, reproducing similar things, or another of the same thing, God saw that it was good. Amen. And the next verse, it says, And God said, Now, let us make man. Look at this. Now we have come to making man. And this is a God who likes to have a blueprint and then he just copies. Do you see? So you would think that he's going to form man. He's going to come up with some new wild thing. But he says, let us make man in our image after our likeness. After our likeness. Let us make man after our li- Why should we go and start creating? Or, let us make man after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Hallelujah. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In his own image. Not another form. In his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Hallelujah. Verse 28, last one, and God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Hallelujah. So you see, God placed these qualities in the creation God placed these qualities so they can reproduce after their kind. God placed seeds which causes the plants to be able to produce the same kinds of plants. Hallelujah. To make another of the same kind, God said it was a good thing. Hallelujah. So God fully approves the concept of copying. God fully approves it. He says it is good. It is a good thing to copy. Amen. It's a process that God bless. He bless it and to make it easy to reproduce. To make it easy to have more. Hallelujah. You see, and we realize that in life, it is easy to copy. 
It is easy to copy than to come up with something original. Isn't that so? It is easy to copy than to come up with something original because this is something that God has blessed. It is a principle that God has blessed. Hallelujah. And so we began looking at some of the principles of Alos. The principles of Alos in chapter 2, if you remember. We said, number one, you discover the truth that there is nothing new under the sun. That there is nothing new under the sun. Hallelujah. There is nothing new under the sun. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 8. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 8. It says, all things are full of labor. Man cannot alter it. All things are full of labor. That means all things are hard. All things are difficult. All things are with hard labor. All things are with work. All things are hard. It's just that man does not alter it. Man cannot say it. Man does not say it. Do you understand? All things are full of labor. So man cannot say it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing. The eye is never satisfied with seeing because we are not saying it. We are not saying the real thing. Nor the ear filled with hearing. You see, because if we are repeating and we are saying what we are really experiencing, then we realize that we don't have to be looking for so many other new things. Do you see? If you are in a marriage, you realize that if people were to tell you the truth, people who have married before were to tell you the truth, you find out that marriage is not an easy thing. Do you see? You realize that marriage is not easy. That the people who have been in it, if they were to tell you that, look, this thing, eh, they look nice like that. But when you get in, they are not like that. Then you realize, you see, then you realize that your eyes should not go anywhere else. Your eyes should be in this because the thing, even if you try another one, is the same. So it leaves you now to work on what you have. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? But you see, man cannot alter it. People who have gone through divorce, people who have gone through the, they don't tell you the real thing. And so people who are in marriage, they are looking elsewhere. But you realize that there is no new thing under the sun. It says the thing that had been, it is that which shall be. The thing that had been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. That means what you are doing, it is that which shall be done in future also. What you are doing today, it will be repeated. And that there is no new thing under the sun. There is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new. Is there anything where we can say that, oh, look at this. You see, you said there's no new thing under the sun, but look at this. It is new. The Bible says, it had been already of old time, which was before us. It is new to you because you are seeing it for the first time. You are experiencing this issue for the first time, so you think it's new. But it has been done. It has happened already. People have experienced this already. It is new to you. Do you understand? So if you come up with some designer dress or designer shirt or some hat then, or shoes and then you, you say, oh, this is the new thing now. This is the it now. This is new. It had already been done. It had already been done. It is new to you. Do you understand? It is new to you. You see, people have made discoveries where they have discovered cities under the sea. You know, Archaeologists have discovered cities under the sea or they have dug some places and they have found some complex construction and complex architecture and they are baffled. And they think that what they have, what we have now is what is new. Like skyscrapers are our modern thing. It has already been done, but we didn't see it, so we think it's new. Do you understand? Yeah. 
The Bible says it had already been done. Amen. Amen. So if you understand this concept, if you understand our laws and you embrace this concept, you realize that life becomes easier for you. Life becomes easier for you. Hallelujah. Life becomes easier. You avoid a lot of mistakes that people make. Hallelujah. The next one we said, number two, we said you become something that is already successful and working. If you become an alos, you, be, you, you will become something that is already successful and is working. Do you understand? Remember, I was sharing with you that if you are an alos, if you, you believe in this principle that God is revealing to us, you can come on a job where, or you can learn from someone who has done a job for 15 years and the person is now 65 years. He used 15 years or even 30 years or 40 years to acquire certain experience. Do you understand? And the person has become so good in doing that thing. If you copy from that person, if you learn from that person, and you copy exactly from that person what the person is doing today, if you copy, then it means that you have now acquired 45 years of experience just as you are starting. Because it took somebody's life 45 years to come to where he is. And now you are taking off from there. But you are doing the same thing that he's doing, which he learned over the years. So you are coming on a job with 45 years of experience. And it makes you search forward. It makes you search forward. It's a wise thing to copy. To copy. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. The third one we said, it saves you from the disadvantage of having to create a new name. The disadvantage of having to create a new name. It is not easy to create a name. It is not easy to make a name for yourself. Do you understand? A name is very important. To have a good name or to have a, a name that is a recognized or that is acknowledged or that is described as a good name, it's not an easy thing. Proverbs 22, verse 1, the Bible says, a good name, to have a good name is better than to have riches. It says, a good name is to be chosen more than great riches. It is better to choose a good name. Do you understand? It is better to choose a good name than to choose riches, to have a good name. So you realize that people even go to court to fight for their names. That it is my name that you are using. And then you wonder, what is in a name? But it's more precious than riches. Do you understand? That is why people have things such as copyright. You can't just use our name and put on your company like that. We worked so hard for it. We did so many things, so many experiments, so many um, research and all kinds of things to bring us where we are. So you can't just come and take our name. And put on your something. Isn't that so? Right now, if you, you want to start another branch, for instance, we send you to go and start another branch, it will be very easy for you to call it QFC or Lighthouse. Isn't that so? Than to say, oh no, I am going to call it some other name. I am going to call it some other name. You are going to struggle. You see, you are going to struggle. Now you are going to think of even the logo that you have to make. And then you have to make puppets. But the moment you say, oh, you are going to start another branch in this city, we just produce another of the same puppet, another of the same drums, another of the same microphone, the same banners that we have, and then we come and put them there. Do you understand? Easy. You know, many people come to this church, many people come to this church, not because they have heard of some powerful preacher, but sometimes it's because they are coming because of the name. They are coming because of the name. They go on the internet and they put a name, a name that they know, and then it tells them, oh, this name, there's one here. And they know that if this place has this name, it must be a good place. I'm going there. If this is Lighthouse or this is QFC, it is a good church. I know it's a good church. 
Because the name has been established. The name has been established. Isn't that so? Yeah. So it saves you from the disadvantage. The disadvantage of now fighting. It's not easy to make a name. Fighting. People trying to displace you because you are nobody. You see, when you are now a name, people cannot easily displace you. Isn't that so? Yeah. The next one, we say, it makes you humble. It makes you humble. A loss to copy makes you humble. And I believe that this is one of the main reasons why God placed that concept of a loss in us. To make us humble. Do you understand? To make you humble. You see, it takes humility to copy. It takes humility to copy. It takes humility to learn a language. If you are proud, you cannot learn a language. Because when you begin to speak, people begin to laugh at you. And it will make you not want to speak. And you will never know. That is why children are able to learn languages so easily. They say it, and then they say, it's not tata, but it's dada. You know, and then they say it again. But you, once you say it and they correct you, you are angry. You say, I'm not going to even speak it at all. But it takes humility. It takes humility to copy. And when you have that humility to copy, you realize that a child who is nothing, a child, and then three, four years, five years, the child is speaking French. The child, three, four, five, you put it in another place, five years, the child is speaking Spanish. And you, a grown-up, with all your pride, you can learn even one sentence in French. You can say one sentence in French. We say we have an international Sunday. Come and say something. We have to give you. We say we didn't tell you a month ago. So you can say it. Just a scripture. We should have told you a month ago. James 4.10. The Bible says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. You see, so a loss is something that brings such a blessing. It makes God lift you up because it makes you humble. When you are copying, it makes you humble. And humility is precious in the eyes of God. It is beautiful in the sight of God. It causes God to bless you. Humility attracts blessings from God. Hallelujah. So being an allows is a sign of humility. Hallelujah. The next one is it becoming an allows makes you dependent and sheep-like. Amen. That is what God expects of us, to become dependent, to become sheep-like. Now, when you, are, when you are copying, it makes you follow. Do you understand? It makes you follow. It makes you lose for where the person is because you realize that without that person, you are stuck. So it makes you follow. You develop that sheep-like behavior. In Psalm 23, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When you, have, when you have a shepherd, you are a sheep. And when you are copying, you realize you don't have any lack. You don't have need for, you know, research. You don't have any lack. You don't lack in it. You will not want. You will not be in a place of want. You have messages to preach. Because you are at a loss. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. When you are in a loss, you don't have problem with coming up with hairstyles and because you know the person that you are following. The person that's ahead is where you are going to do your hair like that. You have no problem worrying about how you are going to do You see, you have no idea. You people, you don't know when you are trying to come up with something original. It's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing. But when you are lost, you realize life becomes easy. He says, I shall not want. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. When you are in a loss, you lie down in green pastures. Because you're just following. You're flowing. Someone struggles to get to green pastures. And just as you follow the person, you find yourself also in green pastures. Someone is the one that is clearing the bushes and clearing wild animals and providing safety and just following and you come to the place of green pastures. You come to a place where there is still waters because you are in a loss. Amen. The next one, 
it gives access. Number six, it gives access to strategies and formula that have worked for your kind. You have access. When you are an alos, you realize that you are alos, the person that you are following, all the formula, all the strategies that he has used, you copy from them. You use them. Amen. You use them. I remember Bishop was saying that um, during the ISI, um, um, give, your, give thyself holy, he was saying that everything that they are seeing, everything that is here, he can tell them where he copied it from. He says, everything that you are seeing, everything that you are, he says, even the message that he's sharing, if you come, he will show you where he's copying them from. And he's, look, he has access, the f- access to the formula, access to build, access to start a church, access to have this mission, access to have this ministry. All the formula are available to him because he has, he has made himself an alos and he has selected people that he's copying. He's following. Amen. Amen. Number seven, becoming an alos makes you a member of a particular group. Becoming an alos makes you a member of a particular group. You see, when you are an alos, you realize that you, you gravitate towards aloses. Do you understand? And you go to places where your kind are. And it makes you feel comfortable in a group. It makes you relax in a group. When you are in a group and you see your kind, you are relaxed. You are relaxed. You are not under any pressure. I realized on, Saturday, on Sunday, even when we were having our barbecue, I saw some people have, they have kinky in their hand and then fish in the other hand and they're just eating and they're just walking around and they're so relaxed. But other places, they couldn't do that. They couldn't have done that. Do you see? So you go to another place and you, 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 you can't, you, you, because your kind is not there, you, you are not relaxed. You can't flow. And then you are forced to eat salad. You realize that you are smiling and eating salad, but in your heart, you are very sad. And I can see that because that day I realized there was no vegetables. The people don't eat vegetables. We are in our kind. No vegetables. I said, ah, but where is the vegetables? He said, these people, here we are. We are in our kind. We have kenke in our hand, fish in our hand, and then we eat it. And when we finish, we go for this one. No vegetables. They are relaxed. Enjoying in their kind. And the people were happy. I realized they were happy. So if you have brought these salad, green, green things, they would have been very sad. Isn't that so? So, Alos is a, you see, Alos is a blessing. It's a blessing. It's your flow. You don't have my, you don't, you, it's, it's, it's healthy to eat salad. You are not eating it, but you are happy. <laughs> you see, you are happy. True or not true? Yeah. The next one, becoming an Alos gives you an easy road to ministry. It gives you an easy road to ministry. Hallelujah. You see, so many people desire to be in the ministry, but pride does not allow them to copy. Pride does not allow them to copy, but this is, this is what God has given us. This is what God has given us. And he intends that we copy. We copy. We copy what has been done already. There's no new, you are not going to be another wild preacher or another wild, strange minister that has never existed before. You want to make a name for yourself. Amen. So you realize that there are so many people, they have a calling. They have a calling. They feel God has called them. They feel the calling of God upon their lives, but they don't have anyone to follow. And so, many are called, but few are chosen. Many people feel called, but you realize that they don't progress in the ministry because they don't copy. But this is the principle that God has given us. And he says, it is good. It is good. A loss is good. Copying is good. Having another of the same kind is good. Amen. 
So you are called, but you need, you need someone to follow. You need someone to copy. Hallelujah. The next one, he says, when you become an alos, you move into new areas of ministry faster. You, you move into new areas of ministry faster. Hallelujah. See, again, we see how this principle has propelled even a young church as Lighthouse, a young church as the United Denomination, to search forward within a short time period. This, this concept of Allos, it has made us search forward. You know, the things that many churches have done, you know, such as the Catholic Church and all these um, other churches over the centuries, over years, what they have done, we are just copying. We are just copying. We copy the people. We realize that, hey, the Catholic Church, they're building all over the place. They're putting buildings here. They're putting buildings there. One sister and I are looking at the building and a Presbyterian church. They built the church 1814. They were building in neighborhoods. I mean, this is what they were doing. So, we now, we cannot begin to go through the difficulties that they went through before we come. So, we are just copying them. We say, wherever we are, if the Lord opens the door for us, we will build. If it is a, a place where it can be built, we're building. So you see the churches having buildings all over the place in Jamaica. I mean, here is in this place, it's not easy, but by the grace of God, we will get there. Amen. We will get there. Amen. We will get there. Do you understand? Yeah. Because it is really a concept that the church is believing in and believes in. That is good to copy. If the people build churches all over this place, we, it's a good thing. So we should copy. Amen. So when the time comes and you are also encouraged to support building something, understand that Allos is good. And so you should support it. Isn't that so? Yeah. So Allos makes you move into new areas of ministry faster. The next one, did I give you number 10? Okay, so number 10, understanding Allos helps you when you encounter difficulties. Understanding allows helps you when you encounter difficulties. Hallelujah. The Bible says there is no new thing under the sun. There is no new thing under the sun. So it means that there is no problem that you will face or that you will ever encounter that has not happened before. There is no problem that you will experience or there is no challenge that you will experience that has not happened before or that someone has not experienced that problem before. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? There is no problem under the sun under, unless it is not under the sun. But if you are here on this earth under the sun, there is no new thing. means there is no new problem that has existed that you are now the first person to encounter such a problem. Hallelujah. And so you will realize that whatever problem that you are experiencing, what you need is to look for someone who has gone through the same problem. Someone who has experienced the same problem. And what the person did. Perhaps the person went through all kinds of channels. All kinds of channels. And until finally he found a solution. You don't have to also go through all kinds of... You have to just use a solution that the person has. Isn't that so? That's Allos. That is the wisdom of Allos. That is the wisdom of Allos. Amen. It's the wisdom of Allos. If you see someone who has married and the person has gone through divorce and the person is single, why should that person be the person that you go to? Because the problem that he faced, you, have, you see the result. Where the person ended, perhaps the solution was not the right solution, so why, do you, why don't you join yourself to someone who has one that is working? Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 10 and verse 13. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, are you there? 
He says, there is no temptation. There has no temptation. Say no temptation. Say no temptation. Say there has no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. There is no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. God will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. So whatever problem you are going through, it has happened before. It says there's no temptation taking you, no challenge, no no difficulty taking you, but such as is common to man. It is common to man. And all the challenges, all the problems, including what you have right now, God will never let you go through one that is above you. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And he says, with the temptation, as you have the difficulty, within that temptation, he has made way for you. He has already made way for you that you'll be able to bear it. He has made way for you. Amen. Amen. But you see, it is you who does not look for the way that God has made for you. You don't look for that way. And so you are looking for other ways. Amen. Does somebody understand? Read the NIV. What does NIV say? You don't have the NIV. I have it. It says, no temptation, no temptation has overtaken you. Okay, they have it now. No temptation has seized you. Do you see? So you feel that you are in this difficulty. It has seized you. You don't know how to come out. And then, why me? Eh? You, you think that this has never happened to anybody like that. And then, you, 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 you're describing it as if it is a no solution problem. Or there's no way out. It's because it has seized you. It says, the... No temptation has seized you except the only ones, except the ones that are common to man. Do you see? Linda, do you understand? This, the, the, the feeling that you are having, that you are being seized by this difficulty, you can't come out. You know, I was in a situation, I realized there was no way out. Oh. It says, no temptation has seized you except that which is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. You can stand up under it. So you ought to know that there is nothing new under the sun. What you are going through is not new. It's not new. And God always has solution. God always has solution to it. He says he will never suffer you to be tempted. That means that what you are going through, God knows that you can bear it. God knows that you have strength enough to bear it. God knows that you have the ability to bear it. Else he will not suffer you to be tempted with that particular temptation. There are certain temptations you will not go through. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? There are certain temptations certain people will go through, but you will never experience that because you can't bear it. God will never suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. Have faith. Amen. Amen. So, it's a difficult situation. It has happened before. John chapter 6. John chapter 6 and verse 5. I want us to finish these principles by the grace of God. John chapter 6 and verse 5. It says, you don't have John chapter 6 verse 5? What Bible do you have? <laughs> All right. Okay, let me um, I'll read from here. Okay, John chapter 6. You sure they have it? Okay, let's look. Okay, John chapter 6 and verse 5. It says, when Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? When, when, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? 
And this he said to prove him. He said this to prove him, for he himself knew what he will do. He himself knew what he will do. Amen. Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. You see? So he is using analysis and calculations. Let us come with creation, some new thing. You see? Okay, say, for instance, we have 200 penny worth of bread. And looking at this crowd, is it going to be? No, it's not going to be enough. And right away, you see, you throw away, you, you, are, you are using logic. Then, one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, he's also coming. He says, there is a lad here which had five barley loaves. You see, he said, there is a lad here which had five barley loaves. And two small fishes. Do you remember the scripture that we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13? It says, and with the temptation, he will also make a way that you will be able to overcome it. You see? But, you see, it says, with the temptation, with the difficulty, God has also provided a solution. But it is us who do not look into that solution. So look at this. It's not by chance that Peter, I mean, look at the crowd. And then if a little boy has fish and bread in his hand, it's not going to be your solution. So a Peter look at it and say, there is a lad here which had five barley loaves and two small fishes. He has found a solution, but he just threw it out. He threw it out. He says, but what are these among so many? What is he going to do? This few fish that we, and bread, that we, what is he going to do? So he threw it out. And then the one who knew what he would do. The one who knows about Alos. The one who knows that there was a whole nation and there is a God who was able to bring manna to feed them who has seen it before. He knows that an Alos, I can be the same thing. I can do the same thing. So he says, make the man sit down. You said there too, there's a lad here with bread and fish. Then make the man sit down. There's a solution. He's an alone. So he was relaxed because he knew what he would do. He knew what he would do. So when you are an alone, it makes you calm down in difficult situations. It makes you calm down in difficult situations. You see, that is why when you go to hospitals, you go to the emergency room, you know, you, you think that you have the wildest issue and the people, they should stop everything they are doing. The nurses should attend to you and as soon as they see you, the doctor should come and see you and then when they have not seen you, you get irritated. Especially if you have a baby. You see, you have a baby that has a fever or has something. And then, you see, when you have not seen it before, it's new to you. Isn't that so? So you have a baby who is having a fever and then you, 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 you rush. You don't even put on your pajamas. You just rush to the ambulance with your baby and you come to the emergency room. And then when you get there, you, you, you stand and then you are expecting that I have come. So they should all rush to come to you. The way you rush to come. They should stop everything because you are holding your baby. And then you see somebody comes and says, what is it? Even the way they ask you, what is it? You realize that they don't have an emergency. It is your emergency, not their emergency. Because they have seen it before. They have seen it many, many, many times. They have seen it, and they have seen that this thing is nothing. This thing, it may, they are calm. You, you, your baby is the one that, you are the one that has an emergency. You see? So you think they should stop and they attend to you, and sometimes they, they come and attend to you. The nurses take your temperature, this, 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 and they say, sit down, the doctor will see you. You better get up and go home. <laughs> You better get up and go home. You'll be well in the emergency room, sitting there. You'll be well. And then you'll just take your bag and say, I'm okay. Let me go and take a shower and go to work. Let me go and catch two hours sleep so that I can go to work. You'll be well, sitting there waiting to be seen. You see? Because it is your emergency. They have seen it before. They are calm. So in this situation, Jesus was calm. There was no, he says, let them sit down. Say, eh, the people are hungry, let them go and buy something to eat. Let them sit down. Let them sit down. 
He says, now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes, as much as they would. And when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. And out of that, he says, and they were, and they were filled, no, the next verse, verse 13, he says, therefore, they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remain over and above unto them that had eaten. So the disciples, I could imagine that they were wondering. But he himself knew what he would do. He himself knew what he would do. A loss makes you calm when you are faced with difficult situations. So another situation, Matthew chapter 16, Matthew chapter 16, verse 5. Matthew chapter 16, verse 5. You can read the NLT so for time purposes. Matthew chapter 16, verse 5. It says, Matthew 16, 5. It says, later after, they, later after they crossed to the other side of the lake, the disciples discovered they had forgotten to bring any bread. Look at this. They discovered that they had forgotten to bring bread. Watch out. So Jesus was just as usual, preaching to them. Watch out. Jesus warned them. Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. At this, they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. He's talking about yeast. He mentioned yeast. Did you hear him talk about yeast? Oh, we have come again and we didn't bring bread. We have come again and we forgot to bring bread. Look at this crowd. At least we could have brought some loaves, five loaves and all the crumbs that were left. And then he would multiply them. But we didn't bring any. So they were arguing among themselves. And then, he said, Jesus knew what they were saying. So he said, you have so little faith. Why are you arguing with each other about having no bread? About having no bread. Don't you understand even yet? Don't you understand? Don't you understand? Don't you remember the 5,000 I fed with five loaves and the baskets left over that you picked up? A loss. When you are a loss, you relax. You relax. You relax. You see, even if you don't remember that, there's another one. He says, Oh, the 4,000 I fed with seven loaves and the large baskets of leftovers you picked up. You see, there is nothing new under the sun. What has been is that which shall be. So when you are facing difficulty, remember what God has done before. He will do it again. He will do it again. If he has done it for the 5,000, he will do it for the 4,000. If he did it for them, he will do it for you also. If he did it for him, he will do it for you also. That which has been is that which shall be. And there's no new thing. So your problem, God has done it for someone before. He will do it for you also. He will do it for you. He will do it for you. Just that you are of little faith. You are of little faith. He will do it for you also. Amen. Are you understanding the word of God this evening? Yeah. Let's finish this. Number 11. Alos creates an army of multiplied forces. Alos creates an army of multiplied forces. Hallelujah. Alos creates an army of multiplied forces. You know, maybe we should pause here and then we will continue because uh, we will not be able to finish. Amen. It's wonderful as well. Let's pause here. And then we'll continue next time we meet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Become an alos. Become an alos. Become an alos. To copy another of the same kind. 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 
another of the same kind. Oh, another of the same kind. Copying. Copying. He said, there is no new thing under the sun. There is no new thing under the sun. There is no new thing. That which has been is that which shall be. What you are experiencing, what you are about to do, it has been done already. It has been done in time past. Others have experienced it already. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. grateful for your word tonight. We thank you, Lord, for this wisdom, the wisdom of Allah, to be another of the same kind. Lord, we pray that you give us the humility to copy. Make us humble. Humble in our hearts to copy. Humble to be another of a, another, a same kind. Humble to copy from that which is working. Humble to be of the same kind. Not ashamed, oh God, to be another of the same kind. Not proud to be of a different kind, oh God. But give us the heart of humility. To copy the heart of humility to copy the humility to copy for you said this is good this concept of being another of the same kind you looked and you said it is good for there is no new thing under the sun we thank you lord for this wisdom we thank you in the name of jesus amen with all eyes closed and every head bow if you are here tonight you want to give your life to jesus you want to welcome Jesus Christ into your life. You want to be born again tonight. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If this is your prayer, with all eyes closed and every head bow, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. I want to walk with Jesus. I want to take my walk with Jesus seriously. You want to be born again. If that is your prayer, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Is there anyone? Oh, Jesus. Father, we are thankful and grateful for the gift of salvation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. Why don't you clap your hands together for Jesus as you take your... We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.